Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. Good to be with everyone again. We're coming back at you with another podcast today, and we want to continue thinking about this last Sunday's lesson where Pastor Mel spoke to us on the life of Moses and the children of Israel, and you really focused on the uh, golden calf incident, which is one of the saddest stories in all of Scripture. But we want to talk about that today in hopefully a positive light, which your sermon really was. It was a practical way to turn that really sad incident into a positive element, the way we walk with the Lord. And so Pastor Mel's joining us again today. Hi, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening and uh, appreciate your, uh, your comments and your encouragement about the message last Sunday. And Pastor Mel, we just want to continue thinking about this today in a practical way because I found so much of that this past Sunday, ways that challenged me to practically increase my love and hunger for the Lord and our devotion to Him. And that's what we want to talk about today. And we want to look at this from this angle today. You brought up these three commitments that you focused your entire lesson upon. God's Word being our primary authority and resource. Godly living being the practical way that we take God's Word and live that out. And number three is dedication and devotion to the Lord in a relationship and maybe even a covenant, which we, we came from last week. And so the, those are the three things we want to think about. And the way I want to ask you this today is how do these individually apply to Christians as you see them play out? Can you answer that question first and foremost? Yeah, that's a great question. In fact, um, honestly, these, these messages uh, have really convicted me. I think that always happens for a pastor, for a preacher, for a teacher. Mm. And that is, as we, as we study, God works in my life uh, more than, you know, more than the, the people that I'm delivering it to. And that certainly happened here. Yeah, you're right that the, the story is, is, is discouraging and is a negative narrative about the, the nation of Israel. How as soon, it, you know, the, the passage, Exodus 32, starts that the people looked at, Moses was, was gone with Joshua and, and, and maybe others, but gone up on the mountain to get the tablets, which, which were the Ten Commandments, the Word of God, the writing of God. And it says in the beginning there of chapter 32 that the people looked at it like this because Moses was delayed in coming back. Mm. And I think they got um, maybe bored, maybe frustrated, maybe you know, whatever, and, and so they turned to their own devices. And so, you know, they they kind of harassed Aaron into making this golden calf, mm. and then he lied about it. And I, I went over all of that from the passage on Sunday. And, yeah, if you haven't read it, people, uh, yeah, please take time again to read through Exodus 32. And but But interwoven in the story, there are these commitments that God wanted from the people, and they didn't do it. And instead of honoring and glorifying God, they made this idol, which was taken from the Egyptian culture. Yeah. <laughs> a God, and so I, I talked about, you know, about you can't have it both ways, because the the golden calf really was a a, a way that they could have their own God, and yet still have a little bit a little bit of Jehovah, a little bit of of Almighty God. Mm. So yeah, the the answer to your question is the practical outpouring of this. Well, number one is is the Word of God. All the way through this story, the nation of Israel escaping from Egypt over and over and over again, even before they had the tangible Ten Commandments, uh, is that 
God told them, follow the word of God. I will direct you. Yep. And and so I think for us today, that that's important. And and I said this quickly, but yeah, practical outs, out, outworking of this is, is number one for all of us, is make sure the Word of God's a priority. Yeah. And, and I think it starts with things like, like church and messages and lessons, but I think more importantly is our own daily lives. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I've been a youth worker, but I would encourage every adult, every, every teen, every child, begin the habit of spending time every day in the Word of God. The Bible talks, Psalm 1, Joshua 1, 1.8, about meditation. Psalm 119, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And, and develop the habit every day of spending time in the Word of God. And, and I, I mentioned just quickly, if you don't know where to start, maybe start in the Gospel of John. It's, it's the story of Jesus. Or I would also start like in Proverbs and, and for the, the first day of the month, read Proverbs 1. And Proverbs are, are great nuggets of wisdom. And then every day, you know, 30, 31, 30 days, you know, go, go through it. And it's really practical. And, and I would recommend get a modern language translation of the Bible and just make it practical and start underlining, start writing down things that, that God teaches you and start putting God's word into your mind. And and uh, and I know we're going to talk about this more in just a second, so remind me to come back to that, Pastor Todd, if you would, and that is that is so important for our kids to uh, that they see us making that commitment as well. And then number two is godly living is out of that, is make the commitment to do what God wants us to do. I think I think the danger and, and the application for the message, you can't have it both ways, is when we say, I'm going to do what I want, and I'm going to make my own choices, and I'm going to do what I want, and then I'm going to, somewhere along the line, I'm going to have a little bit of God. Mm. Like, I'm going to go to church when I can, but if I have other things, I'm going to do those. I want, and, that's, that's, and, then, and then the dedication part, which I shared my story about how God brought me to the place. My life was exactly like that. <clears throat> and that is doing what I wanted to do and then a little bit of God. And I think if we want yeah, if we want our kids to grow up and, and go on for God, if we want our families to honor God, if we want to be people that honor God and not get caught by culture or by self, the self-indulgent part that I talked about, then I then I think these three commitments are exactly the thing that God would have us to have us to do. Mm. Well, to God's word, you, I mean would you agree with me that whatever messages are coming into your mind is basically how you're going to live? Like the Israelites, we don't know how long exactly he was up at the mountain, but it was long enough for them to, to forget right. all that God had taught them up to that point. And we live in a culture that well, we get lazy, we get complacent, or we think we've got enough scripture coming into our mind and we think we can coast and do okay. Would you agree that if we're not embedding the word of God in our minds daily, then it, we're basically fighting a losing battle? Yeah, James 3 talks about, there's a passage there that talks about two kinds of wisdom. One is the wisdom that's sensual and devilish and earthly, and then the wisdom that is from above. And you're exactly right. If we're not the discipline, the habit of spending time in the Word of God, the voices of the world, of culture, are going to drown out television, movies, books, music. I mean, everything is, we we live in an anti- 
post-Christian, post-modern culture. And you're right. The voices are going to shout out the Word of God unless we have that discipline to put the Word of God in our minds. And see if you agree with this. Maybe we overthink the study of the Word of God where it has to be some huge scholarly exploration and digging. I mean, you brought up Proverbs. Proverbs is is low-hanging fruit. It's so simple. Would you say that that sometimes happens when the two comes together, laziness and maybe an intimidation factor of the Word of God, where we just don't get into it? Yeah, I, all, all the years in youth ministry is is been well. I don't get anything out of it. No, 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 no. But one of the things that my wife, that Peggy, has taught me is is in your devotions, look for something that God is telling you, and that's why I Personal. love Proverbs is because it talks about people, it talks about decisions, it talks about wisdom, it talks about life. It, they're individual proverbs. And find one out of the chapter that <coughs> Peggy does these things where she puts them on three-by-five cards and keeps them around the house or whatever. That's a great idea mm. to help us to live like like I brought up on Sunday, James, where, where it says, be doers of the word and not hearers only. So folks... Yeah, find something that is tangible that from God's Word that can help you live God's Word. That's, yeah, don't make it hard. Don't, like you said, Pastor Todd, don't, don't overthink it. Just find something that God's Word says about life. Right. Claim it. Memorize it. Meditate on it. And, and that I think that's huge. Well, and I like how the, all, all the <laughs> commitments are, are connected to one another. You can't live godly without God's Word. But as James brings up, you can't just have God's word and not live godly. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. But it also, your third commitment is this dedication, this, this total devotion to the Lord. Like, God's word and godly living will only make sense in a relationship of love. Would you agree with that? Like, yeah. we're, not, we're not talking about checking it off or getting gold stars here. No. This is about living for your Lord, right? I, living a way that pleases him. That's why I shared my testimony, that... that the times in my life where I've made the strongest decisions or commitments for Christ, I have been, yeah, I mean, Pastor Todd, you're my son, you understand that, but I have been overwhelmed by how much God loved me. Mm. And and that changed my life. When I got saved, John, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, the lady that led me to Christ said, you know, that if, if you were the only one, God loved you enough. And God loved me that much. And then when I dedicated my life to the Lord in the hospital there, and, and I, I told that story on Sunday, God loveth, God loves those he chastened. God loves me. God wants better than this. And the best thing ever is is trying to show God that I love that I love him. Amen. And and my life would have been a mess. That that dedication to, to Christ is so important because it shows up in every aspect of your life. And yeah, just what, what he wants from us is do what God wants us to do. Mm-hmm. That's And that's that's amazing. And that's how our life has purpose. And that's how our life matters for eternity Amen. too. Yeah. Let's look at it very briefly from this one <laughs> at very specific aspect. Let's talk about this in the aspect of parents. Yeah. Because as parents not only seek to live this proper way themselves, but they seek to pass on the torch. Yeah. To their children, what what kinds of advice or counsel would you give to parents yeah. in the same application for their children? Yeah, let me. I'm not people. You know me. You know my heart. I'm. I, believe me, it's not a yay Mel or pat myself on the back type type thing. But I am. 
you know, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in my mid-60s. My children are grown. They're all living for the Lord. They're all in, they're all in ministry. And so maybe I am a guy that can that can talk about this in a, in a God honoring way, not a not a Mel honoring way or whatever. But but the the start let, let, go through the commitments or go through the things that we talked about. Number one is God's word. When you guys were little, when my kids were little, I wanted I, I knew that the whole thing is like, well, why why can't I do this or why you know I wanted my kids to have biblical reasons, and and I'm I'm certainly not the smartest guy in the world. But I knew that your lives, lives, my kids' lives, would be different than the things that I faced in life. And so I wanted them to have Bible reasons for what they do. And that's, that goes back to spending time in the Word of God to develop those spiritual disciplines. And, and it's not hard. I mean, my parents wanted us to have daily devotions, and they, they, they did that. And that's one of the things that we did is encourage you to spend a little time every day in the Word of, in the word of God. And, um, you know, that, that I, I've talked about this several times here at church. The alls, the everys, the always, do all to the glory of God, prove all things. That no matter what happens, you know, decades later, Christie's living in Germany where you can get a beer with a happy meal and there's public, <laughs> public nudity. You know, all of those things. Who knew? I wanted my kids to grow up to have Bible reasons. This is what God wants. That's a whole lot more important to me than what Dad, yeah. what Dad wants. And so my advice for parents is this th- make God's word a priority yeah. because your kids are going to grow up in a different day than you did. If you want them to live for God, make God's word a priority. And then that brings us to number two. Help them to see <coughs> that God's word applies to life. Yep. That other passage I talked about, it, it, it clearly says this. All scripture, 2 Timothy 3, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable, beneficial. Doctrine, what does God want us to do? Reproof, where we are wrong. That's a good thing. Correction, how to fix the problem. And then instruction in righteousness, the step-by-step instructions. Yeah. And and parents, yeah, if there's anything that, that you can help your kids see is that God's word relates to life. And then they'll see that, that God-honoring priorities, habits, like of being involved in God's work, the church, of being involved, the spiritual disciplines will, will kick in and over the long time. Because what we want for them, every parent, I think, every Christian parent wants their kids to grow up and go on for God, to live for yeah. God as adults. And I think these three things that we talked about are exactly the thing that if we can, if we can implement them in, in the lives of our kids when they're young, will be the things that help them go on for God and, and as, as adults. Yeah, amen. And if I could put a little star next to that, it would be this. There's two ways to train children. As a child of, of Pastor Mel and having my own children, I've seen this from your lifestyle. Is there's, there's two ways. There's one, instruction. And then there's second of all, seeing your parents actually interested in what they've taught you. That makes a mark. Parents can instruct their children, but if the children don't see... Right that it's important to the parents, it doesn't make a mark. But the instruction, once it's there and you see a pattern and a faithfulness in your parent, not perfection, but you see a pattern of faithfulness and desire to move forward in this, then the instruction becomes very, very powerful. And I'm noticing that with my children's life is they pay attention. They see a lot. They hear a lot too, but they also see a lot. And if they can tell that this is important to their parents, 
it's easier for them to jump on board and get yeah. excited about it and start to put the yeah. instruction into practice. Yeah, I, I think, and, I, and I'll, you know, Pastor Todd, you and I have talked about this forever. I mean, I, I grew up in a home, my generation, I grew up in a home, my, my parents were not ministry people. My dad never finished high school because of World War II, and he delivered furniture for Sears. But, but church was absolutely yeah. important. I said this Sunday, just in passing, I was in church the first Sunday I was ever alive. And my, my parents wouldn't let work, they wouldn't let homework, they wouldn't let basketball practice. And we were, you know, we were, we, I was a basketball player, we were in the state players. They, they, you know, you're going to church. And I think that resonated. And so I grew up knowing that my parents loved God's work and God's word. I, I, I absolutely knew that. Not ministry people, just laymen. But that had an indelible influence. And, and what we tried to do with you guys in our generation is, yeah, is make that a priority so that you guys would grow up loving the word of God and loving the work of God. Yeah. And that, that's, that's what we tried to do. And, and I think those are the, the, the commitments, the patterns that came out of that passage. Yeah, on and, and for parents to have the same rules that they have for their children, they did. They didn't miss too. I don't believe. I mean, no, her, no. What I saw and heard about my grandparents is they too were committed. Absolutely to yeah, church, just, just as laymen. They, you know, they and and wanted to serve God. Yeah. That was important to them. They did. Yeah. As long as I remember, they served the church, served the Lord, and were there every time the doors were open. Yeah. Let's finish on this today, because this is a lot of practical instruction. How would you say this covenant relationship with the Lord that we've brought up for the last couple weeks? is the fuel, the drive behind all of these commitments. Because I I think we can be instructed all day long, but if there's no heartfelt motor behind it that yeah. you already brought up, yeah. this love for the Lord, Absolutely. I don't think these things will continue yeah. long haul. Yeah. Would okay. you agree? All right, here, you know, the, what, what we're trying to do, you and I both, in this series of messages on the classics, and that's why we've come back to, to emphasize this Okay, here's the passage. We, the last two messages, we've talked about the passages and uh, talked about the, the Ten Commandments. And so yeah, it's easy to look at that as humans and say, well, God is a God of rules only. The Ten Commandments are rules, are, are a burden, are hassle. But then it gets to the New Testament and Christ says, well, wait a minute. You know, he's being tested and he says to the lawyers, you know, the Ten Commandments are, are really, here Here are the two things. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Mm. All your heart. That's the control panel of your life. And that comes out of it, your mind, your strength, your soul. All of that describes all of your heart. And then he says, and love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. And so the bottom line is, why, why would we do this? Because we love the Lord. Yeah. And that's why First John, uh, he, we love him because he first loved yeah. us. And again, I, I look back in my life. Up, up in Montrose, when I came to Christ, God loves me. Are you kidding me? God, God loves me. And then when I dedicated my life to the Lord, it was it was totally because God loves me to have a better plan for my life. Mm -hmm. And and honestly, my heartbeat in all of this, the message on Sunday and this podcast today, is God loves you that much. Yeah. What the covenant is, what He wants from us is to love Him back. Yeah. And I'm I'm like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. God, I'm in. I'm in. I will, I will do your will. I'm in. I, lo I love you that much to make it show up in my life. And so maybe you take these, these commitments here, this God's word, God, godly living and dedication, and you, and you put them in a circle. They all influence each other. They absolutely do. Good, good, good call. The dedication yeah. and devotion bring you back to God's word. God's word brings you to godly living, and you eventually arrive back at dedication and devotion. It's, it's this circular process of a covenant 
that all these three things are happening simultaneously right. and they're all fueled by one another. That's exactly that's that's is exactly the message of, of, of Exodus thirty two. Yeah. Is they all do feel each other. That's oh. what God wanted from his people. And they, they failed because they wanted a little bit of God, not yeah. not all of God. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Mel. This is this has been really important and profound for my soul. I hope it is for those who are listening. This is something that we're sort of capping off this mini series on the life of Moses and the children of Israel. And and you took a very sad story and you turned it into a positive way that we can squeeze something out of it for our lives and, and not become a statistic like the Israelites of people that abandoned the Lord, yeah. walked away from everything he had done for them, everything they had been learned and taught. And actually, like you said, put the principles and commitments into place that will get us here today yeah. and yeah. in 10 years, 15 years, however long the Lord tarries. Yeah, and our, and the, and our children and as well. The blessing of watching our kids grow Amen. up. I think this passage ends by God or by by Moses saying to, to the children of Israel, who was on the Lord's side? Amen. And, and frankly, I mean, I, I wanted that for my life. I wanted that for my wife. I wanted that for my kids. And I want that for my grandkids. Amen. I mean, yeah, Todd. I mean, I pray every day for your kids that I want them to grow up to go on for God. Right. I don't want, I don't want my grandkids to be a statistic. That's I right. want them to be, to I want them to to live lives dedicated to Christ too. Yeah, we hope this is an encouragement to you today. Put these into practice. Don't let it go in one ear out the other. That's what the Israelites did. Let's make sure this covenant relationship is being worked on today. And remember the fuel. Remember the cross. Remember what He's done for us. That that's right. the motor to put this into place, not just today, but every day following. Pastor Mel, thanks for joining us sure, today. thank you. We hope this is a blessing. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.